Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. This is episode number 143 of the No Name RC podcast. We have not done a live in about two months. Um, So we are here. We're live. We're having fun. We got my buddy RC Kevin over there. Uh, We got a special guest who we're going to bring on in a minute when we get some more people up here. So please share, 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 share the YouTube thing and uh, share the Facebook thing. And we're going to try and raise some money today as well uh, for a good cause. So let's share, share, share. Uh, and um, what's up, Kevin? Man, I got to tell you that new intro is pretty sweet. I uh, I know, but there's no JQ get... today, though. So no That's JQ. even better. Yeah, That's no probably village better. No village I'm good, it. man. I'm good. Um, eight scale is uh, solely uh, pretty much uh, finished here in, uh, in Quebec, almost mm-hmm. done in Canada. Uh, switching to uh, 10 scale mode uh, shortly. So, yeah, it's been uh, one hell of a year. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, um, you know me. I'm in into the RC boats. So, that's what I'm doing right now. Hello, what's up, Drew? What's up, Jonathan? What's up, Casey? Casey was on her early. He was at her at 821. Um, sure, this guy. Sure, sure, sure. It's Salty Joe. Uh, I think we got a couple of uh, the French guys, guys in Canada. They're super excited. Oh yeah, they're super excited. Um, they got uh, tech. We got a techno driver coming on tonight. We got one. Yeah, man. Um, I just want to say thank you to all of the uh, No Name RC podcast listeners around the world, or the hashtag NNRC Squad. We can't do it without you guys. Thank you for the support. We are dropping another podcast tomorrow. I'm sorry, guys. This one's like nine minutes short of five, short of five hours. I'm a, I apologize. We did not mean for it to go that long, but we had so much to talk about this week that we did. So, um, but it's going to take you a week to listen to it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. That drops tomorrow. Um, so, thank you for that. Thank you to all the patrons of the podcast. You guys help keep things going. Her keep keep these bills paid. I greatly appreciate that, man. A lot of love um, from you guys. I have a lot of lot of love for you guys. Um, shout out to our awesome sponsors of the podcast because remember, showing the sponsors some love shows the podcast and love. They are Mayako. Uh, Beach RC. Uh, yeah, I should have all of this lined up. I should have my banners and all that stuff. Uh, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Techno RC, JQ Racing, or JQ Scale Motorsports, I think it's called now. Um, Sun City RC Raceway, Lugs Racing Tires, Manscaped.com, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, um, Donathan RC, Racecraft USA, RCGP, and House of RC. So thank you to all of our sponsors. We greatly appreciate it. Remember, if you wish to support the sponsors, the links and coupon codes are in the written description below or in the link tree. What's up? We got a lot of Canadians here. What's up, Dakri oh, man. man? Thank you, Dakri yeah. man. Um, just to let you guys know, uh, I I want you guys to get your wallets out today because all super chats are going to charity. Today, whatever we get in Super Chat, or if you guys want to go directly to the GoFund, which I'll post up here. I think I have the link, or you have to get the link off Face. I have it here. Um, whatever money we make today, 
will go to fight cancer. Thank you, Dak Freeman. I still don't know who this guy is, man. Don't know who he is. He's a fan, man. I know. I, I, I would like to meet him one day. Um, yeah, we got a lot of people in here. We got Arkansas, Canada. What's up, Chase? How you doing? Tyron, what's up, Big Ty? Jose, <laughs> we got a good bit of Steve Harris. A lot of people from uh, France. I was going to say Quebec, sorry. Um, <laughs> There's a couple of Canadian, too. There's yeah. uh, John from Otterville in uh, Ontario, a huge techno guy, too. So uh, people oh, the are... Track, yeah, Otterville. Um, uh, Adam Ross's oh, track. Yes, that track's very nice. Very nice track. Very nice track. Um, yeah, we got a good... It's good to be back live, man. Uh, I just want to shout out real quick to Wally and his family because I know they are going through some some difficult times right now. So I want to send my condolences out to him and his family. Shout out to them. Um, you know, our positive vibes sent out to him and his family and just all the RC people that we've uh, lost over the last couple of um, weeks and months. We want to say shout out to them. So yeah, I just had to say that shout out to my boy. What's up, Charlie Mac. I mentioned you on the podcast this week. So um, yeah, shout out. All right. So You've been racing a lot in Quebec. You guys did like four weekends in a row of eight scale, right, Kevin? Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think since uh, mid-August, I've been racing five times out of six weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's been uh, a lot, maybe too much. But uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Now winter's coming. Yeah. yeah. Winter's so coming. Track rebuild. It's time to go inside. Yep. Ping pinion shit. Yeah, but that's fun. You keep you keep it live, and uh, the track is nice, and you have um, choices because you have Bego and all that stuff too. And it won't be like last year where you guys couldn't really race, so it should be good, man. Um, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you was racing. I told you that. I'm said because you know you was uh, getting a little stir crazy up there in Canada for a little bit. You guys locked on steep. It's it's still special, but uh, we're lucky that uh, we're almost half back to normal. So yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what's up, EKJ? What's up, Corey? How you doing? Left tire salute. What's up, guys? All right. So you know what? I know everybody's not hurt to hear us talk. They want to see this guy right here. He um he did win Nitro Truggy at Southern Nets this past weekend. Um, I would like to welcome two time, the two goat. time. No, no, he's not. I, I don't know, but definitely two time, six time Neo champion. We was me and Max were talking about this today. I think on the podcast we was trying to rank you. And um, the top five racers in one of the viewer questions, and you obviously you're in the top five of all time for us in eight scale, and that six time Neo win, man, that's what that's what gets you in there. What's up, Jared? How are you? Oh, Noxy Watts, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to be back on the podcast and doing a live video, which is pretty cool. I like doing live stuff, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Sweet. Um, yeah, hopefully this works out, and you um you'll. Hopefully come on once a month if things go well. I know you're a busy man and you got things to do. And uh, if you're going to be like a co-host. Yeah, you're trying to sweet talk me to get on here a little bit more. I think I can do something like that. It'd be fun. Yeah, it would be, be fun. Um, we're going to have to give you a nickname, though, if you do become a co-host. So we're going to have to think <laughs> of something for you. And, um, you know, you just have to, you know, we're going to have to haze you in. You know, you I can't just come really in like that. Like a good nickname that's stuck. Yeah, that's true. You do not have a nickname that has stuck. So, what's up, man? First off, congratulations on your on your win uh, at Nitro Truggy. Um, hard race, long race, lots of drama. We're gonna talk about that later. But yeah. um, you've done really well in Truggy this year, really well. <laughs> Silver State, um, 
<laughs> and whatnot. It's been your class this year for sure. I know it's probably not the class that you that you want because we all know that we want Nitro Buggy because that's the glory. But um, you've been really good. Uh, you've you've I think you've had a solid year. I know you haven't had probably the victory in Nitro Buggy that you wanted or that you was you know you you, you really want because you really want to win Nitro Buggy. I know that. But I think you can take this as a solid year. You still got some time, maybe one or two races left. Um, how do you think your year is going? And what would you take some of the positives and negatives out of it so far? Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had a pretty solid year. Um, I've been in the hunt, kind of like fighting for the win, and at least having somewhat of a chance to win at the majority of the races. Um, like you said, Truggy's been really, really good. Um, I won SIC, I won uh, Silver State, uh, Wicked, and then um, Southern Nats, and then also, you know, battled battled some for the lead at DNC, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was even in the hunt at Nats and Truck, but uh, I kind of, I chose the wrong tire for the main, and, but I, I've had, I've had a really a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year for Nitro Buggy, I finished on the podium at every race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I haven't quite had as good of a year in Nitro Buggy, but it's been weird. I think my car has actually been more competitive this year, and I've felt a little bit better, but I just haven't quite been able to, like, secure those good finishes. Um, I had some good finishes last year, even when I was, like, kind of uncomfortable and maybe just, you know, didn't quite have the race that I really – like wanted to have, but I still had a good finish. And then sometimes a couple races like Silver State and even Southern Nats, both of those, like I was battling Mayfield for the lead at Silver State a bunch. I pretty much thought I had second, like locked in the bag, had a couple crashes that just kind of got me out of my rhythm, ended up finishing fifth. And Southern Nats was kind of the same way. I was like really fast at the start. Me and Rivkin battled. Um, like we raced really hard and really good together for a while and, uh, finally got into second and was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to have a pretty good shot here. And then same type of thing, just a couple little incidences that happen, you know, a little crash, a little tangle, whatever. I just kind of just dropped back, lost, you know, lost kind of that touch and just kind of like my flow that I had and mm-hmm. ended up finishing fifth again, which you know, could have really easily been like a second, possibly a first. And, you know, even the eight scale Nats this year was kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, me, Aiden Mayfield were kind of all bad in the beginning. And then I just lost that, lost that toe a little bit, you know, just like one or two mistakes and you just lose that little toe. And it's the way that our pace is and kind of, I don't know if I would really say the tracks, but, we're driving at such a high pace. Once you kind of lose that, mm-hmm. you know, like say you drop back five seconds or something, the risk to try to make up time just isn't really worth it. And so you risk a lot to try to go two or three tenths faster per lap to try to like start making some progress forward. And, you know, you might be able to do that for like five laps, but then you have a mistake. Mm-hmm you lose two or three seconds and then boom, like all that time you, you know, you gained, you lost. So 
just kind of tough when you just lose that little toe. And but I, you know, I'm I've been pretty happy with the year. E buggy's been kind of a disaster all year, mm-hmm. and I have practiced e buggy more than I would even like to share this year. Um, I've driven my e buggy hundreds and hundreds of batteries this year. Yeah, and I just can't have like a good race if my life depended on it. Um, some self-inflicted issues, uh, like wicked. I TQ'd was super fast. I was like, man, I think I'm gonna have a good shot to win. Catch a tiny rut on the first lap of the first main and go from first to 18th. And just like, oh my gosh. And then had a decent second main and finished second, but you know, the track slows down so much at those race time races. When you have a good second main, you don't really get a good finishing position. Mm. So, um, you know, same thing at Southern Nats. My e-buggy pace was decent. Just kind of got caught up in just an unlucky racing incident on that first lap and went to 17th or something, you know. Yeah, when it's 18, 18, cars 18 cars on the track. On the track. Oh, yeah, I mean, 18 cars is insane. Like... You know, I passed 10 cars in my race after the first lap and I finished eighth. And it's like, gosh, dang, you know, normally if you pass 10 cars in your main, you're going to have a pretty good finish. But yeah, eight, 18 cars is is super brutal out there. But, uh, you know, that's how Dave likes to do his races. And I, I get it. I mean, it's cool. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know, like I I think that's totally fine and that's how he likes to do it, but it definitely makes it tough when you have like a first lap incident or something. uh, Yeah. Like, uh, like, is that me coming through? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I get why he does it because uh, you have, it gets through the day faster as well. Um, So people can get out of there at a decent time, but it it is a lot of car. I mean, you might just make it 20 at that point. Um, (laughs) You know, um, as Greg Degani goes, eight eighty percent of the B man was in the A main. It's eighteen cars. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, shoot, man, eight and two back in the day when I started, exactly. it's like that'd be so crazy to do now. You know, it's like uh, cutting down from eight. A lot of people eight. wouldn't be happy. Oh, there'd be, be yeah. a lot of long lips. A lot of long lips. Um, <laughs> so. One thing I always, and even when I've chatted to you and I've just seen you and I say, I always congratulate you because I think, um, how old are you now? 34, 35? Yeah, 34. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're getting up and you're still a young man, but you're getting up in age. Um, yeah, I, you can I, see all the gray I got going on uh, RC will do that to you. Um, <laughs> trust me. I love that too. Uh, you have been really... I like this new Tebow. Um, I, I've told you that. Um, I remember, like, in what was it, 20s? You was almost out of RC at one point, and now you're back in it. I like that you're exposing us to your family, your kids, your BM, their BMX journey, and I think that's cool. I think that's really good. I, I know some people like privacy, so they don't really put their, that business out there. So it takes it takes some, some balls to do that. I, I put my family out there too, but obviously you're way more popular than I would ever be. Um, have you found that to be like working out for you, maybe a little bit more therapeutic, like you'll be able to, you know, you have this celebrity status in RC, but you'll also be able to share your family and that journey with people without issues. Yeah, I, I, I really like sharing just kind of my, my whole journey, um, you know, kind of goes, you know, back to kind of just 
my faith and why I feel like I'm in a position where, you know, like I feel like I'm doing what I should be doing and I'm here for a reason. And so, you know, I, I like to share my story. I like to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like, I like sharing my life and, you know, the highs and the lows and just, you know, trying to be real. I mean, um, you know, I had a, I had a weird thing that happened when I was a kid. I, I liked motocross and, um, I really liked Mike LaRocco right. and, uh, I ran into him in the pits at Anaheim and he was such a jerk and like didn't give me like a second of his time. And I had that happen with another rider too, um, Brian Deegan actually at like a local race. Really? And I was like, man, if I ever get in like a situation like that, I, that's not how I want to be. And so, you know, that was when I was probably nine or 10 years old and, you know, so it's just kind of carried on. Like I'm no different person than anybody else. You know, I, you know, I drive RC cars, but, um, you know, I like to just be a real person and just kind of share, you know, share my story and, you know, if it can help, you know, one person or, you know, put a smile on someone's face or whatever, you know, I think it's, I think, you know, I'm kind of fulfilling why I am doing what I'm doing. It, it makes you human too. And, and people can relate because we all have highs. We all have lows in RC as in life. So sometimes it's good to, to, to have a good feel good story and see someone getting out of a tougher situation. It, it makes us feel like we can beat whatever's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, shoot, everyone has their baggage. Everyone has their stuff going on. Um, you know, I mean, especially right now, I mean, life is just crazy in general right now. And, yeah. you know, I think just, uh, you know, it, it even just helps just me, you know, like <clears throat> it's, if I can be transparent and, you know, even just kind of, kind of be held accountable for, you know, some of my certain actions and things like that. Um, you know, I've been known in the past just to be, well, I'm for one, I'm just super emotional person in general. And so, you know, I can't really hide my emotions very well. And, um, you know, I think I've been misunderstood for, you know, a lot of my career too, is just, you know, being like kind of too serious or, you know, maybe not that nice at sometimes and different things like that. And, um, you know, that, that's just not how it is. I mean, I, I take my racing super, super serious and, you know, sometimes people just, uh, you know, they'll catch you at a bad time and, um, you know, say something that, you know, they probably shouldn't say at that certain time. And, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe I shouldn't have responded the way I responded and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I really like sharing my story and, you know, I'm, I'm so proud to be family man, to be married. Um, I have such an awesome wife that supports me like better than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, to be a dad, I'm so proud of that. And anything that things that, you know, they are doing, I, I love to just share that and, um, you know, try to just teach them certain things too. I mean, with the racing, it's been with the BMX stuff, it's been really cool just to, uh, kind of go through that journey with them. I mean, we, we just started and it's, you know, we're not like serious or anything like that, but uh, it's really fun just to see their progression and, see how happy they are like when they have a good race and when they get that trophy and just you know i remember that when i was racing motocross at about that same age so 
that's pretty cool. Real quick, uh, how is the BMX? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, it's obviously bigger than RC, got to be, by far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I did BMX when I was younger, and then, you know, we're just getting to it now. The racing in general is, like, booming. I mean, um, we have two local tracks here, and, like, they're killing it. The track we normally go to, um, it's called Blue Springs BMX. We race there every Friday night. Like, they have, on any given Friday night between, like, I think the lowest that it ever was there was maybe, like, 26 motos. And we've been there, I think, with, like, 53 motos on a Friday night race, um, which is basically like heat. So they run through those heat three times. And um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of people. They had a big uh, national in Kansas city earlier this year. And I think there was like over, like over 250 motos each day, something like that, just for like the one round, you know, And uh, but you know, like the, the top pros, they have world championships. They have a national series that's a little bit different than RC. You know, it takes a whole, you know, they have a whole bunch of different rounds that travel around. So uh, the pros don't actually ride every single one. I think there's just specific ones that they kind of go to to keep their points and stuff. Um, but, I mean, they're following and things not crazy big like motocross. So I don't, you know, I think, you know, there's definitely – probably more BMX racers making a living than say like the RC. Um, You know, I think there's definitely more people doing it, but uh, I I would say it's probably fairly similar uh, industry kind of with the mountain biking. You know, I got into the mountain biking some too, and uh, that industry seems fairly similar to RC. Okay. You would, you would know about that too, Kevin. (laughs) You would definitely know about all of that. Um, We we spoke about that too much, buddy. Yeah. Um, All right, so it was really weird not seeing you at um, the Ten Scale Nationals this year. I know you. I, I think you're, you're done with Ten Scale. I could understand it. Um, I think it takes a lot of work to do uh, it to keep on top of that, uh, and you have to have time to enjoy life and do things with your family as well. So it's good to see you sticking with the glory. Um, is that is that the case? Will we see? Is this is it no more Ten Scale for you? Is it a possibility later on in life? Or are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, that's been kind of popping up a lot lately. Um, I kind of like kind of eased out of it without really saying much and getting really noticed that much. Um, but yeah, not going to the Roar Nats was was tough. You know, um, I I like Ten Scale, and um, you know, yeah, that was the first one that I've missed. I think since two thousand five. I did like 03, I didn't do 04, and then pretty much 05 on, I've done every every year. And so, was your was your last race the re race? Yeah, yeah, really the last Crazy. time I drove a 10 scale car was the re race 2020. Wow. And you left on a high. Did you? Yeah. Well, no, not 2019. Oh, sorry, 2019, yeah. Yeah, last year, which I was doing good too. Starting the last day, I was like in a podium position. And, uh, man, had, like, the worst last day you could possibly have at the Reedy race. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was planning to race 10 scale in 2020. Um, but, you know, then kind of the pandemic and everything, it seemed like the 8 scale races kind of got 
back up and going before the 10 scale. And, um, you know, just, just with techno, it's just, uh, you know, as far as for the business side and like, um, um, you know, budget wise and everything, it costs, it costs a lot of money to just send me to a race because hotel and rental car is the same cost, you know, for one person as for two people. And I'm only driving one techno car versus driving three techno cars. And so, um, you know, they're not against me going to the 10 scale races, but it's just, it's a lot harder for me to go. I need to do a little bit more work on my own to try Mm -hmm. to get like a better two wheel drive deal and to try to get, you know, just a little bit of help to the races and stuff. And um, are they, um, to be completely honest, the 10 scale direction right now is just, I don't know. It's just tough. Like it's, it's not that fun. Um, you know, a four wheel drive buggy at 12 ride height is like zero fun to drive. Um, I'm not a 10 scale yeah. guy. So that's you, Kevin. That's you. It's, it's funny. Cause uh, with the new track that we have in Montreal, there's a lot of uh, on-road guys and oval guys and everybody's trying different uh, genres and they feel like a four wheel drive buggy is like driving a touring car now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, until you jump it, um, you know, jumping and stuff with a really low ride height is, uh, you know, it's kind of a whole different thing. Um, you know, I, I, I love driving two wheel two wheel mod is one of my favorite cars to drive. So I, you know, I do really miss that. Um, it's is techno working on a two wheel drive. Um, no, no, they, you know, we were kind of like, um, thinking about it. I think that was a little bit more of the plans when I first kind of got on and, you know, winning the Reedy race right away. Like, you know, it was just kind of exciting and stuff, but, uh, you know, just for them as a company, like they're, they're doing so well in the area that they're at. I mean, techno is a small, small company. I don't think people realize, um, how small it is, you know, just the amount of employees, and you know people just doing everything and so to really jump in and do 10 scale the way that it should be done if you want to like go after it you know they would probably need another employee possibly another engineer and then probably you know another top level driver and just um you know it it would just be a big uh a big kind of like jump of it costs uh, money it costs money money, dude that's what it does yeah and and just like the risk versus reward i don't know if it would even be there um you know they have such a good thing going right now that it would be silly to chance screwing that up and so i think that's just you know not trying to speak for them i don't exactly know you know that's just kind of my take on it and um you know sounds like you ain't doing no no 10 scale anytime soon Man, you're yeah, right I mean, I, you know, I, I need to kind of, I need to kind of make that full decision, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that was probably a little bit of it with the whole Macklin thing. And, you know, kind of since that all happened, people are like, oh, he's not racing 10 scale anymore. Like that's just been popping up more. And so, um, you know, I need to like fully make that decision and make it clear to everybody 
um, for next year. And I'm, I'm not totally sure. I haven't really made that decision yet, but, uh, yeah, I didn't race any 10 scale this year. I'm not totally sure next year. Eight scale has got to be my focus. That's techno's focus. That's what they want me fully focusing on. So if, if I can have it my way and kind of get everything situated the way that I would like, I would probably prefer to just do eight scale, um, focus on that, focus on my JTP brand and, um, you know, my products that I have going on and then just the cars and, um, you know, hopefully we get another if my world someday. And, you know, that's a big, that's a big target on my, on my list. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the eight scale. I like the different styles of tracks, you know, indoor, outdoor, high grip, low grip, smooth, bumpy. Um, I like that. And, you know, really, I think eight scale is booming right now. I mean, every race time race has over 500 entries. Um, you know, the big 10 scale races are just, uh, you know, the entry counts are just a lot lower. Um, so I think, I think eight scale is just doing really, really well right now. And, um, you know, that's where techno wants me and that's, you know, kind of where I want to be too. It's, it's, it's fun and I, I enjoy it. I think it's complicated to put as much people as they do with, uh, the Dave uh, series or the, the dirt series. It's, it's, it's tough to put more than like 200 people inside as outside. Oh, you can sure. just put everyone, people go with their campers, their family, everything. It's easier. I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 10 scale, there's no more outside racing, you know, that used to be kind of the big races were mainly outside. Um, now everything's gone indoor, you know, a lot of the tracks don't have like enough pitting enough, like parking, different things. I mean, shoot now, you know, um, and just, it's tough. Like some of the tracks, I mean, like the Nats, you know, like Mimi does a great job with that track and I don't, you know, want to say anything bad, but, I mean, you can't have a national on a 13 second lap time track. It's just like, you just can't. And two times in five years too. Yeah. It's just, you know, and there's just not really like that many, you know, like good dirt tracks that can really host like big events. You know, Dave has a super sweet thing going where he's getting all these arenas and kind of different locations. And I mean, he's killing it with those races Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot tougher for 10 scale. Um, you know, even if 10 scale was to try to go somewhat that route, you have to have the grip. Um, you know, the arena races that we go to, they start pretty low grip and 10 scale, you just can't like the cars can't drive on that stuff. Um, so I think, you know, you're kind of limited, um, on those types of races. Hey man. I get it. Nitro is the glory. That's, the, it, that, that's how it goes. So, all right. So I got to ask, 34 years old. Um, I think uh, we're seeing with, I think you and Mayfield and even Cavallari that age isn't really that much of a factor too much. Um, I, I think it does become a factor, but with you guys, talent and skill. So let's say, I say you probably maybe have three more. Let's be realistic. Three more worlds is 12 years. No, six years. So you have three more worlds maybe left in you that I think you can possibly win. Yeah, you- that's a pretty long, that's a pretty, six more years is a pretty long time. Yeah. Shoot, that put me into 40. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you, 
it's it's tough because like you know me and Mayfield and Cav like we all kind of came in fairly together and kind of changed the driving style and kind of upped everything and yeah I mean we're all three of us are still going strong you know there's definitely you know younger kids and things that are doing great and you know beating us sometimes I don't necessarily think it's because we're really going slower like I'm probably driving the best I've ever driven they're just right getting now, fast too. I would say, like Mayfield would say the same thing. Kyle would probably say the same thing. It's just the pace is like insane right now. Um, I will, you know, things do just diff- do just change. Like I, I think a lot more. Um, maybe like question a lot more stuff. I think even like focusing in the long mains is tougher. Maybe with age, just because I'm thinking about things that I didn't think about when I was younger. Um, but you need to but, pee or my knee hurts or something like that? <laughs> no, no, not stuff like that. Just more like race strategy stuff mm-hmm. um, where, you know, like, oh, he's getting a little bit away. I can't let him get that far. Or, you know, I have this gap. Just just kind of like you have so much more experience that you've had so many of these scenarios like go through your head that you're just – oh you're almost just like aware of too many things to your mind can just wander sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and now, I mean, the pace is so nuts in these, in these mains that any just break in the focus, you know, causes you to make a mistake. So, uh, you know, there's definitely pluses and minuses, um, to getting older. Um, you know, and I, I think kind of, you know, all of us are, getting to kind of different, different stages. You know, I think if I can just kind of focus on the aid scale that might, you know, make me be able to race a little bit longer and kind of stay a little bit more competitive and just like the, the genre that I'm in, but it's tough too. Like I was thinking some, um, this, uh, sorry, I'm popping up this thing. From, I'm trying That's to crazy, read right? what Chris yeah. just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not going in there tonight. <laughs> People distracting me. I'm getting distracted by my focus, old age. Focus, focus training, focus man. Training, man. Telling you. Telling yeah. 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 I don't even know what I was saying now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I got, move I got on. People, I got people, got people messaging me. Is there any way we can get you to Canada to race? Yeah. I want to go to that stinking Otterville track. That track looks so cool. Um, yeah, he, we've messaged like briefly. I mean, you know, I get messages all the time to go to races and stuff. And, you know, the thing that it always comes down to is just kind of travel budget. Um, you know, some people might not like to hear this, but like, I don't pay money to go to a race. Truth. And that's, that's the way it is. Kind of how it is. And, uh, so that's just all, you know. Techno forks out a ton of money for my budget every year. And, you know, there's just not any leftover really to go to all these different tracks. So um, that, that's just always kind of what it comes down to. I mean, I try to, you know, do different things if I can to try to go to different races. But um, I'm definitely, that's another thing too. With just doing eight scale, I can focus on going to a lot more regional races, different tracks. And I think that's really good for my sponsors and for like my own brand. Um, really great for techno. I mean, techno supports a lot of the regional races. Um, you know, even races that I did this year that I wouldn't normally do. Um, and last year where, 
I'm not quite so busy. I'm able to talk to the customers and stuff like that and just kind of hang out with people. People get to know me a little bit better, which is, uh, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I love to go to that Otterville track, man. It, so Otter, John, John from Otterville says he's going to pay your ticket. Then I got Eric saying for the Quebec classic, he's messaging, messaging me, he's going to pay for your flight. So again, <laughs> uh, as you can see, there's two Canucks that wants you, uh, that want you to race in, in Canada and they'll pay for your, for your yeah. travel. So yeah, man, I'm, me... I'm all for it. You know, if it, uh, if, if it works, you know, and it's in the schedule and stuff, you know, it's, I, I can't book every weekend. Of course. You know, just cause, um, you know, I gotta have some weekends at home with the family and things like that. But I, I, I do love racing. I love going to the smaller races and getting to meet people and, um, you know, and just not, not be so like stressed out. You know, I like, BSing at the track and um you know just meeting people that like rc cars just like i do and uh so i think that's something that i'll probably be doing more of in the future for sure if if you let me we'll uh, make it happen there's a couple of guys that are messaging me adamantly <laughs> that want you to come to canada so the technical yeah. family is very 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 popular yeah, I see here. max on there too going to europe man i love i love racing in europe i see everyone getting ready to go to buggy land and i went there once and i would i would jump on a plane tomorrow and be able to go to spain and race buggy land if i could so uh you know if that stuff pops up to where i'm able to do that again and techno is able to support it i definitely love racing in europe so i hope big big old says hi what was that bego says hi bego he talks to you at dnc oh well fingers crossed if we have a, a world's next year we'll be in spain so yeah yeah that's, what I, that's what I heard so it will be great thank you trevor paul uh for the for the super chat he says great interview and great part as usual midwest is best carpet is king suck it max um <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that all all super chats are going to the blooming perry rc paint the track pink cancer uh screw cancer campaign that's where all this money is going awesome. to so whatever we make tonight and i'm gonna do this food challenge uh, it's gonna suck um <laughs> All right, real quick because you know I know I said we're not going to be long tonight, but it's it's, it's going good. We got we got a hundred and something people in here, so it's good. As long as we stay over hundred, um, your brand, JTP, uh, your involvement with MX, and we'll talk touch a bit on McLan, but yeah, JTP, uh, what is what is that looking like for you? Uh, you've mentioned it quite a few times, so yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I mean, this year kind of some unexpected stuff happened where, um, you know, this is kind of another thing that a lot of people don't realize, um, with kind of the top drivers, you know, like with MX and, and, uh, Macklin, all that stuff happening is like, it's a big effect on, on us. I mean, um, you know, I have a mortgage like everybody, my kids eat food like everyone's kids. And so my, salary from my sponsors pays for all that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, unfortunately I had two of my bigger salaries just kind of disappear recently. Um, which, which has been really stressful and, and really just a pretty crummy situation. Uh, the MX thing is, has been kind of confusing for everybody. Um, there hasn't been that much information and even like for us drivers, we haven't gotten a whole lot of information. So, 
a lot of people don't realize the situation there. Uh, Maxima in Thailand, really big just business, like a oil business. They OEM a bunch of oils. They have a big fertilizer business. They have a bunch of like gas stations. They make ethanol for full-size cars and things. And so the founder, the the father, the main like guy that started everything, he's just a big RC enthusiast. He has a big museum there, like RC museum. And so he kind of sponsored like the, you know, all us pro drivers, not really as like a business thing, just mainly, you know, he really wanted to like have a world championship. And, you know, unfortunately we weren't really able to give that to him. And, you know, he was forking out a lot of money, you know, paying us drivers, supplying us really good products. But I think for them, the work, to like sell the products and to bring to the U S was too difficult for kind of like what they were going to gain from it. So they never really tried selling products. They wanted us to, but we couldn't really get enough information to try to sell their products. So it was just kind of a, kind of just a weird situation. And we were all under the understanding that, you know, our deal was going to kind of run through like the end of our contracts and stuff, which was like the end of 2022 and then just out of the blue, it was like, you know, the support is just stopping and the shoot. Yeah. And so that, you know, that was, that was a really big bummer. Um, they're still like producing their fuel. They're still producing their engines. Um, they're not just they're They've kind of just stopped like the, uh, the financial support of the pro drivers. You know, I think, um, me, Mayfield, Cav, Rivkin, and then uh, Robert over in Europe. And so, you know, he kind of made that post right away. Like, none of us have really said much about it just because we still haven't got a lot of information. So we're still not, like, totally sure on everything. And, um, you know, even so, we're still not like exactly yeah. sure what's yeah. going on. So, like, I'm I'm still running the engines. I've got them. You know, I was able to get another batch to sell. And hold on, one second. And uh, sorry, that was my daughter. Okay. Um, Good night. Yeah. So we're we're not exactly sure like what's totally going on. So I I don't know if I'm going to be running the engines next year. Um, it seems like some of the other guys are making their moves and going different ways. Um, you know, for me, like the fuel has always been difficult for us really to get. They actually, uh, so Maxima is still going to be sold in Asia and some other company kind of bought the rights to sell like the RC stuff. Um, I'm not exactly sure all the different companies, but they kind of offered me the rights to sell like MX in the U S but the fuel stuff is super complicated. And so that's just not really something I'm able to really do. Um, but I might still do the engines. I'm not totally sure on that. Uh, definitely for 2021, I'm going to be running the MX engines. I'm not for sure going forward, but, um, yeah, the fuel is pretty much done. And I've actually been testing a bunch of fuel and have a pretty cool announcement that, um, me and nitro pro, are going to do a JTP Nitro Pro blend and offer that um, pretty soon, which is, I'm really excited about that. 
And, um, you know, I've been missing JTP a lot. So, you know, with like what you're saying, I'm getting older, you know, careers kind of changing here and there. And so, you know, for me, JTP is kind of the future for me. Um, so, you know, all my newer deals I'm working on, I'm trying to like tie that in a little bit and, you know, just kind of start. Yeah, for the future, dude. More of like the residual income and things of. So you're going from. And, you know, instead of only just supporting other people's brands, I'm, you know, doing a lot of co-ops and things to, uh, you know, grow my own brand and, um, you know, hopefully benefit it, you know, benefit from it. And so. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's kind of what's going on with that. As far as the Macklin thing, um, that's <laughs> quite a bit more complicated. Um, <laughs> just kind of a bad situation all around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely had my part in it. I would say from the beginning, we had just a poor communication. And then, you know, last year, there was just a lot of stuff that happened, like with the owner, with he got like stuck in Europe, lost his passport, ended up being stuck in like Taiwan or something for like months. Then COVID happened and he was like really stuck. And we were working through the eight scale ESC and having issues with it and just kind of really get it sorted. And, um, you know, just kind of lack of communication, um, you know, not having, you know, them just not having like clear expectations on both sides, I would say. Um, you know, I, I did a ton of testing and um, was just having a lot of issues. And, you know, uh, they were claiming they were isolated issues with just me. And, and so there was a lot of like false things said. And so I was definitely getting frustrated and, um, you know, then tied in with a lack of communication and just not feeling like what I was saying was being taken and things. And, you know, the, the relationship just went Deteriorated, south. Yeah. So, um, it you know, then they had track, yeah, they had, they got sued by Traxxas last year and they had to make a bunch of new ESCs for this year. And then like all their ESCs had problems this year because of a certain software thing that I was trying to tell them about. And um, so, you know, I think they probably just didn't have the money and then our relationship was bad. So there's no real point there, but you know, again, it just, it just stinks like cold Turkey just boom, loss of income. I mean, I had another year and a half on that. So, I mean, uh, just to put in perspective for people like losing both those contracts when I did just from this year to, you know, from like when it happened in 2021 to the end of 2021, like I lost over $17,000 in just salary, yeah, which is a big deal. Of you know, that's, um, you know, that's a lot of mortgages, uh, you know, monthly paid and just, you know, so that, that's just stuff that people don't see. I mean, you know, people comment like, oh, you know, just get this ESC. And it's like, yeah, I have no problem getting a free ESC. That is like not the problem. It's 
the patient for a living yeah. is the challenge and feeding your kids you know, and feeding and your family people are like oh pay drivers just search for money and it's like uh, yeah that's how i live you know like you don't go to your job for free and i don't go to my job for exactly, free exactly. you know just so happens my job is your hobby that's just like it's such a weird balance for people to like grasp um and you know, so it's always a sticky I, situation there. <laughs> I, I actually think it's it's just because we just don't have any real separation um, between Pro and Joe and an RC. So, yeah. Um, people like okay for myself, I I get where you're coming from because end of the year is coming up for me. I don't know if all these sponsors are still going to be here with me. You know, they they help keep things going as well. So. It, yeah. it, you know, when you're just a driver and you're doing stuff like that, that you are at the mercy of your sponsors at the end of the day. And and this is your job. I think people don't understand that it's a job. It's still a job at the end of the day. And you have to make money. You, you know, it's something that you have to do to make money for your family. So I totally understand, um, understand all of same, that, man. That's the same reason why he has to get not get paid directly, but if he's going to fly out to a race, someone has to pay that ticket. And Jared Tebow is not going to pay a ticket to fly a plane to a race. That's right. just how it is. Right. So you, you it is what, a weird balance. It is yeah. Like, I, you know, I have to, I have to make some money and you know, it's even tough to go to a race. Even if people do pay like some of the travel, cause then, you know, like at the regional stuff, like we don't really get, you know, contingency and things like that. So then it's like, I'm, I'm searching to make sure my travel can be paid and I'm going to like a race weekend that, you know, I don't necessarily have to go to. And then it's taking a weekend away from my family and I'm not making any money. But at the same time, like I do get paid monthly to be a professional driver. So I do have to, you know, like that is part of my job. You know, I don't have to make money at every single event because I am getting paid, you know, I by the it. company. So, you know, it, it it's just, it's just a, a complicated kind of just, you know, balance. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I've done a pretty good job, you know, with it kind of throughout my career and stuff, but it, it's tough, you know, like I, I want to go to all these different tracks and I, you know, I know the tracks are struggling sometimes. So it's even tough. Like I feel bad, like, man, you know, like you're going to have to fork out money if you want me to come. And a lot of times the tracks don't have that money and I fully get that, but it's, you know, like, it's just tough. I, I can't really change that. So, you know, if, if it happens like soon enough then they can advertise I and mean, that's kind of the thing like they advertise the top pros coming it brings in more entries and things like that you know then that kind of helps cover some of the costs that they have to fork out to pay the drivers coming but go back to doing, your, back clinics. To doing your clinics Biff them. Yeah. Biff them. yeah i i would really like to do the clinics again um it's been a while since i've done that and you know i'm definitely thinking about trying to do that um, you know, moving forward, um, you know, if I'm starting to go to more of these regional style races and stuff, I, I, I really like doing those, uh, for some reason they just really stressed me out. Like trying to sort the logistics of it, um, was always just a high stress for me. And so that's kind of why I, 
kind of backed off from doing it, but I, I really do enjoy doing them. And that's something that um, I probably will bring back at some point. That's, that's the other thing too. I, I won't say his name. It's probably not something that's going to happen to you, Jared, but I was talking with, uh, with another pro is when they show up to a race that they're not familiar with the track, with the layout, with the dirt, with the setup, they're still expected to win. So like between, between heats and everything, they got to work on their car. Yeah. They want to talk with, with everyone and be a, a nice ambassador, but they're expected to win. If you show up to a race somewhere in Alaska and you don't win, something's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's always, it's, it's always, again, a fine line as if there's a circus RC or live RC report and Jared Tebow's second to the Kevin local fast guy. No, that's not going to yeah, happen. I mean, you know, some people worry about that. Um, I think I know who you're talking about anyways with that, but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really worry about that part at all. You don't? Like, Uh, okay. I'm kind of in the part of my career where if I go somewhere and some local kid beats me, they're going to be so stoked. And if <laughs> I'm happy for them that they beat me, that's going to only benefit me because, awesome. you know, they're going to kind of, you know, have a different res- respect level. The people there, like everyone's going to be stoked. Um, and I, you know, I don't have anything to prove to anybody in my career anymore. You know, like, yeah, maybe there was a time, a stage in, in my racing where I was like, oh man, I can't get beat. Like, what if they, what if it goes out, you know, but now I, I don't care at all. It's, you know, I have nothing to prove to anybody. I, I know my worth and I know my speed and stuff. And if I go to a track that, local guy is super good and I can't quite get up to speed and I get beat. Like, that's awesome. The guy deserved to beat me. And, um, you know, I, I, cool I think that's kind of cool if, you know, if people have that opportunity, you know, it's much harder for someone to try to go to a race that, you know, like a, a race time event or something, if you don't know kind of how the track's going to evolve and things like that. And, you know, they're not going to have, quite that like one-on-one chance to to battle because there's a lot more different people there and things so um i i actually kind of look forward to that part of like going to the smaller races and you know hopefully those you know they might just have kind of like the race of their life and you know you yeah, can they, battle they, it out i i think i think that's cool that doesn't shine me away at all and that's, that's a cool attitude, attitude man, man. That's also the, the draw. I think it's I think it's actually your echo. So um, it's it's the draw of RC. You know what I mean to get to race against uh, guys that you read about, well, read about in the magazines, and you see online. And oh, I'm, I was only five laps behind him, or something. You know, I got I got a chance. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no other industry where you can jump out and freaking race with like same equipment. I mean, that's the cool thing with RC is like no one really has like an equipment advantage. And yeah, I mean, anyone can just, you know, show up and try to, you know, race against the best guys. I mean, I can't jump in the car and go race against Lewis Hamilton or something like that, you know, like you can't even ever get on the same track if I had a bajillion dollars. Well, maybe a bajillion. Yeah, but. you would definitely be able to get on the track then. <laughs> um, 
I would love, you know, I said this before. I would love to see like a celebrity race with like Lewis Hamilton and some of the motocross guys and get them. This is this is a dream, and like have you guys like have a um be their mentors for that day or something like that and teach yeah. them. And that'd be so cool. And then reverse roles, like you get to go do a little bit of what they do. Like you know what I mean? How cool would that yeah, that's be? A, that's a big dream. That would be cool. I'd be all for that. But that's a pretty uh, hefty sized dream. Hey, there. Yeah, that's I, what Lefty does. Hey, JQ tells me I don't think big enough. So I just I learned that from him. Um, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna. I think we're just we I we beat Southern Nats to death on the the podcast for five hours <laughs> today. So I I'm not we're not gonna beat that horse to death today on this. But I just I I we have to talk about. The two incidents that I think was that made so, look, I love this stuff. This makes racing exciting. It was so good. The soup. No, no, it's it. I'd rather see people arguing over RC on a Monday morning than and then arguing about politics and whatever else is going on in the world at that moment. That one moment that we're all excited about RC, we forget about everything else in the world because we love this stuff and we're invested in you guys as as fans. So, um, Mayfield, perfect season up until up an eight scale nitro buggy perfect season yeah, up until yeah. um up until this past weekend uh i i i have to say man this is was on on mayfield like those mistakes he hasn't made many mistakes this year and yeah. um he made two mistakes at this rate well okay he's he, at this race he made the mistake at silver state too but I, I honestly just want to get your opinion on the two, the two incidents because it's been a big, it's been a big discussion this week. I started a lot of it, but that's all right. Um, that's how it goes. We, we need to talk about this stuff in RC. It makes it interesting. All right. So with, with Fenn and Mayfield, what's your opinion on that? 50-50, who, if you was in that position, would you be, what would you, well, how would you feel? Um, I mean, to me, it was like total racing incident, you know, like he was going through that chicane, he crashed. Then, you know, he was just like getting back going. Finn was like in the racing line, you know, you could say, well, you know, Finn could have checked up a little cause Mayfield was crashing. But then you could say like Finn saw the opening cause Mayfield made a mistake. Mayfield shouldn't have like raced back into the line to try to block, which I see his side too. And mm -hmm. it was just, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal if he hadn't have stuffed the pipe after that. Um, so, you know, I yeah. think, I think it stemmed down from, like you said, Mayfield hasn't really made those mistakes. He made that big mistake. He was like, crap. And he just like mm -hmm. went to shoot up there. And that corner was really tricky. Like he was set up really far outside, which isn't the racing line. You know, some people are like, oh, he was going for the kill or whatever. You know, like that wasn't like accurate. Just it's just the way when you go across that hill like that, that hill was super grippy. Oh, really? It so it was just, uh, you know, I, I I think it would have been different had he not like stuffed that pipe. Mm -hmm. You know, the incident before was totally racing. You know, I don't think he was trying to take Finn out on that hill. It just kind of how it. It looks like it though. It definitely looked like it. It yeah, definitely looked I like mean, it. Not like I didn't see that at all, but I, you know, like I drove that track and I know like how it felt and like how I would drive it if I started that far outside and just how you had to charge that hill. Um, and he was, yeah, it was just, uh, 
you know, that was just, that was just a bummer thing. And, you know, I think he just kind of melted down a little bit after, you know, he made that mistake and just kind of lost the lead. You know, I don't, I don't think there was any ill will there by Finn. I mean, if anyone would have done that same move, it would have been Mayfield. Like he always shoots for those gaps. He's been aggressive his whole career. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously he was upset kind of after both of them, but you know, like his post and stuff. I mean, he took it and, you know, if, if you're going to dish that stuff out, you have to be able to take it. And, you know, even with like the fuller thing, um, you know, I've had my run-ins with Mason and, you know, he's been a pretty aggressive driver and we've had like our discussions and our issues and things. We actually race each other quite a bit because we live pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. And I will say, this year, Mason has driven awesome. He's raced me with a ton more respect than he has in the past. And he's raced me awesome. He's had a good year, too. Very good year. This year. And, yeah, he is a super talented driver. He's he's really quiet, so we don't really know him. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's kind of part of the issue. If he does ever have a run-in, we just – we don't know him, and we can't really, like – talk to him because he's he's just really quiet and that's just you know i'm learning like that's just his personality and that's totally fine um you know i think they've been working you know his dad and like uh thomas i've been working with them to try to um you know he wasn't like purposely trying to take people out he just kind of was driving like the other car wasn't really there Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting in some incidences and stuff. And I I feel like he's completely fixed that he's been racing me really clean. And I actually watched that. I had finished pretty early, like when the tone went off, you know, and uh, I was done. So I watched like that second half of the lap and you could kind of see it. Like, I mean, Mayfield just really, which normally he charges on the last lap and he took that different approach that normally Mayfield would never take Mm. of like being, he was afraid to kind of hit the pipes and he just drove like really weird angles on those two nineties and Mason just arced it. And I mean the, the angle that Mayfield had into that last 90 it looked like he was just going to drive himself straight off the track, <laughs> but then he slowed way down to make that 90. Cause I think he was like, Oh crap, I need to block the inside. And I mean, Mason, nobody hit that corner that good all week. Oh, awesome. And I mean, he just, he nailed it and he was fully committed and I mean, and, and I, I thought, was stuck in a rut too. Yeah, I mean, not really. It all happened. Like, there was just those ruts there. Mayfield just went through that corner really slow, and I think he was he saw what was going to happen, and he was like, oh, crap, I need to park my car on the inside so Mayfield, so Mason hits the back of me. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to just make sure that Mason was going to hit him so that, you know, so then you can't win if you just, like, run into the back of somebody. And, I mean, there was just enough room to go inside and – you know, that was a move that Mayfield would do to people. Like, you know, he Mayfield got Mayfielded or Mayfield on the last corner. And, you know, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was totally clean. You know, Mason showed zero, like, emotion afterwards. And, I mean, I saw him. Like, I gave him a hug. And, 
he was like, I don't know if that pass was okay. Like, what do you think? And I think he was pretty like stressed out about it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Mayfield was super ticked and, you know, which is understandable. Like he lost the win, but you know, he definitely wasn't taken out. Um, you know, he screwed up the corner Mason, you know, if I was in Mason's position, I probably wouldn't have even gone for that. I would have just been like, man, I'm too far back. And, you know, I'm not going to, like, be able to make the pass. And, you know, he he went for it, and he got the win. I, I thought it was awesome. 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 Uh, it's, 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 it's not Mayfield. It's, Mayfield. it's Fended. It's um, um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I agree with that synopsis, um, Tebow. I, I definitely – Kevin isn't. He, he doesn't agree with that one. He's on the fence. Um, I'm a bit more mellow, but uh, I – if I coming mean, from him, that's that's – Makes a bit more uh, credibility than uh, my opinion. You know what it makes? It makes for exciting I racing. Mean, racing's, racing's not black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, there's lots of gray areas and there's freaking highs and lows. And I mean, um, you know, Arts and Senna has like a pretty good thing that he said. You know, like as a racer, you shoot for the gap. As soon as you stop shooting for that gap, you're no longer a racing driver. Boom. And you know, there's a fine line there. Like there's some gaps that people will shoot that me personally, I won't shoot that gap. And maybe that makes me a little bit less of a racing driver than other people. But, um, you know, there's some people that shoot those gaps and yeah, like if Mason was half an inch wider off that pipe, he would have really hit Ryan hard and they both would have crashed and it would have been super dirty but he hit it stinking perfect and they hit wheel to wheel. And, um, you know, when you do it kind of slow-mo, it looks different at at high speed. It's, I mean, Mayfield was going so much slower than you would go through that corner. Like he was going to get hit regardless of if Mason was trying to pass him or not. Um, just because he just screwed the entry up, which is really odd. Like, that's not something he would normally do. And, um, yeah, Mason just took advantage, and I, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. More of that story is, it ain't over till it's over. Yep, for yeah. sure. And that fat lady did not sing. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I would imagine he was upset at that. But I think when he, when he probably calmed on and he looked at maybe some pictures, because I, I got some pictures, too, and you when you see it, you can I see. If you watch the video, yeah. it's it's clear. You watch mm-hmm. the video and in, in, in full speed, it's it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it looked worse too because that pit lane entrance was like really close. And I'm sure once he got hit, he panicked and just hit the throttle. So like say if that wasn't like the last, you know, he probably wouldn't have shot into pit lane and you know, it would have went a little bit differently, say that was like the middle of the race. But I think it definitely looked worse because the pit lane was really close to the corner. And as soon as he got hit, I'm sure he hit the throttle to try to race to the line. And, you know, he knew the line was before pit lane. So it didn't really matter where his car was, but. I, I agree. Know. 100%. I, that's exactly what I came up with. And my theory uh, today after four hours, um, <laughs> I, I we need this. Um, this is what makes racing exciting. We need to we need these young uh, these young racers. I say it. It's like not being a fanboy, being a champion. 
they're, they're coming after you guys. Like you guys have been on top for yeah. many, many I mean, years. We were on the other side, yeah. you know, me, Mayfield, Cav. I mean, we were coming after, you know, Pavitas and Saxton and Dagani and all, all those guys, you know, Kenwald, Francis, you know, that was us. 20 years ago. <laughs> but we still haven't, the, the funny thing about that, we still haven't got three guys like you, though, since then. So it yeah. probably, it's it's really weird. It's a special thing, and <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see if that happens again in RC history. Uh, you know what? I th- Anything you want to add, Kevin? I think we're going to do some questions, and I think we're going to wrap it up for today. And, oh, we're going to yeah, do questions. Do this. Um, we're not doing any phone calls tonight, guys. We're just gonna um, have any questions. I know one of the big questions has been when is the techno yeah. truggy coming out? <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, there's been just uh, a couple little hiccups and things like that. Um, you know, well, it doesn't seem like make- big hiccups because you've been rocking the hell out of that truck. Well, not, not hiccups, like, uh, just like weird things like that people don't really think about, um, like the side guards, uh, it has to run our nitro buggy side guards, which our nitro buggy has a three mil chassis with kick up on the sides, mm. but the truck has a four mil flat chassis. So the side guards don't really fit that good. So you got to shave know, down the, uh, different, yeah. Well, well, they they can't make a different mold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just trying to like come up with like something where like the side guards fit correct and um people don't understand know. that part of RC, man. They don't it's it, Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's, it's a lot of money, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like so there's just been like little tiny like that's just like a small example, but just little things like that and the truck is selling like crazy good to where I I don't even know if like the manufacturer can even like make enough of the truggy parts to then kind of, so I think that's kind of, you know, like the e-truck has to slow down a little bit so then they can actually make enough truck parts to kind of support both platforms. Um, you know, all the industries are kind of just fighting for, you know, uh, material, um, container space, machining space and, and stuff like that. And, you know, shipping delays and, and things like that. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's not out yet. Um, you know, I, th- I think we all thought it was going to be out sooner. You know, they don't really tell me the dates. I don't really ask. Um, I think if I asked, they wouldn't really uh, tell me anyways because um, I'd spill it to guys like you. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I know nothing about Mayako. Um, <laughs> you, you know, like, just like, just like I'm not telling you anything. I hope it comes out soon because the darn truck is, like, stupid good. I mean, I'm not, like, a truggy specialist but uh, <laughs> I just win races four, with him. I won four races this year, which is incredible. And I'm you know, I'm stoked. Like we race the same people and yeah, I wish they were nitro buggy races, but I still have to kinda, you know, realize like, man, I'm beating the same people no matter what the car is. So I I've been really happy with that. Have you seen a big difference with the the bruggy body? Um I you know a lot of people don't even know, like we raced our new truck at AMS last year and we had like a regular style body and people didn't even really like realize. I don't know if there's like a, we didn't really test like back to back. It was kind of like, this is the body you're running it. 
kind of type thing. So there's not really any debate. There's no reason to back to back it. And, you know, I, I like the way it looks. Um, I think it looks cool. You know, it helps with the pitting and, you know, I, I like one man pit guys and, you know, I mean, they, you know, they can do it either way. It doesn't really matter, but you know, for me personally, I think all the anger and hate on the body is like ridiculous. Everybody's um, going for it. So I you guys clearly started like, something. It's insane. It looks like a truggy now. Like truggy was never looked like a truck anyway. You know what I mean? So I mean, none of our cars look like anything. Exactly. It's, it's like such a silly argument that we, it's it's crazy the, the amount of hate. I mean, some of the comments that I got, like, the engineer should be killed. And I mean, it's like, these people are nuts. I mean, nothing nothing looked realistic before. Nothing's looked realistic for 20 years. And, like, our rear shock tower was exposed. So who cares if the front's exposed? Like, I, I don't get it. Like... You're, you know, like the J Concepts other body had a huge shark fin behind the engine, which would be like the bed if it was a truck. And people are like totally cool. It's got a shark fin thing on the roof. I mean, it has no front windshield. Oh my but, gosh. And the rear shock tower is exposed, but the front shock tower is covered. And now you uncover the front shock tower. And now all of a sudden you've destroyed an entire class and rc is gonna burn for the rest of its life no well you know what's really growing is e-truggy man um it's really growing fast and it's good i think i'm gonna have to get one i'm gonna have to talk to matt i I, I want an e-truggy well i don't know maybe joseph threatened to have an e-truggy too soon so who knows good luck with that yeah he's gonna be a truggy specialist that's what he's 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 good at (laughs) Any speculations as to when two-wheel drive might make, I guess he's talking gas truck, might make a, a mainstream comeback? I don't think we're no, going to see it mainstream. I don't think it ever will. Um, you know, I'm buddies with the Ignite guy, and, you know, what what he did super cool, and it's came back in some different areas and stuff, but it's, it's always going to just kind of be like that little niche thing. I, I mean, you. if you try driving a gas truck around a race time event, it would be miserable. It's too big, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, the tracks are way too big. And, you know, none of the companies are going to, like, make those trucks anymore. And so, um, I don't know. It is, is what it is. I it's think cool it's going to be a niche class. And, and people are, you know, racing them in different areas and stuff. I, I think that's awesome. I like them, and the, the trucks are good. I, I think um, yeah. we're just going to maybe see a class. I think they're good on a club level. If somebody gets into it and you got yeah, a class, they're great. Like and like club and like small regional level, it definitely won't make it to the big races. Outside of uh, the new uh, fuel, is there any new uh, JTP products uh, coming out? Um, Yeah, so we got the fuel that's coming out and then um, have two new servos. Um, again, kind of working with Nitro Pro. But uh, I'm finally going to have a 10-scale servo, a low-profile. And then um, I'm actually really proud of the 8-scale servo. You know, when I first jumped on board with Nitro Pro, it was more of just like, you know, putting my artwork on a servo that already existed. And, and that, was just, that was just kind of the only option with, like, the time, the time that we had. But, uh, you know, this whole first half of the year, um, there's been, like, a certain – 
couple of things that I've always wanted to do with the servo um, as far as like design change. And uh, so, yeah, we work together and um, going to have a really innovative case. And I think a really stinking awesome servo. It's going to be uh, really, really good. I think we're going to have one of the best servos and still a good competitive price, 135 bucks. And um, it's going to be really good servo. My artwork looks sweet on it too. So it's going to be pretty cool. Sweet. I heard, uh, heard through the grapevine that you're going to be doing a contest with uh, Drew uh, for servo. So let's uh, maybe talk about that later. But uh, I heard the through grapevine that uh, something's going to happen. So stay oh, tuned. You Your grapevine must be better than mine. <laughs> oh, Drew's awesome. He has some of the best conversations on this show ever. Um, yeah, he, he is a really good guy. Um, you know, got to know him some uh, this year and, you know, uh, they sent me out to that Georgia state race and we hung out the whole time. And, uh, that, that was really awesome. Uh, just kind of for like our relationship and that was a really fun race too. Yeah. laid back, super cool track. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of Nitro pro and, you know, they're, they're trusting in me to, you know, kind of, you know, lead the company and, you know, not, not lead the company, but kind of like lead the, be the face, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the face. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to do like really, really cool stuff together. Yeah. He's, he's super excited about the fuel too. I ran it at, uh, I ran a different blend at Cheyenne and, um, I tested a bunch of different blends and kind of came up with something pretty cool working with Dean over there. And I ran it at wicked and at Southern Nats and man, my engines ran darn stinking good. So I'm pretty stoked on the fuel too. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. I, we're going to get Drew on her. He is, man. You, you have, you have you heard any of his stories on her? Oh my <laughs> no, God. No, oh my gosh. He, he made, he's uh, the ringworm guy, right? No, the, the anal beads guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Um, that's a long story. I don't know if I want to hear any of those stories. Oh, it was long. It was funny. Um, uh, Trevor Paul, he wants to know, would it help tracks to go more towards carpet instead of clay for 10 scale? There's so much grip in clay. Now I wonder if it would, help tracks get along better with their landlords. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a double-edged thing. It's just, uh, you know, there's people in RC that are just like, I'm only going to drive my RC cars on dirt. And like, I don't know, I kind of get that. But then again, it's just like, I don't know. You're just racing in a radio control car. Like it goes down to like arguing about the body. If it looks real or whatever, it's like, who cares? You know, you're driving your car. It doesn't really matter the surface as long as you are having fun driving it. And, you know, I, I like some of the, like, turf carpet stuff. Some of it I don't like. Um, but, I mean, the dirt is just getting way too complicated now. Um, the tire prep is insane. And the amount of grip you can get if you know how to do everything right is so high and then the cars just drive terrible. And, but you know, if one person does it, everyone has to do it. Yeah. And um, so I, I think just the fun factor of 10 scale is like really dying. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to buy a bunch of tires to freaking sand them down and they're only good for one time. It's like, I don't pay for the tires and I hate it. I couldn't imagine like buying the tires and knowing that they suck out of the bag and you have to sand them 
and then they're only going to be good for a couple times, and then they're freaking garbage again. So it's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Corey Jordan, Corey wants, Jordan to know, wants to know what driving technique, driving technique is the most important, the most to, important master. to master. Brakes, using your brakes right. That's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing. Like when I did my JTUs and stuff, getting someone's lap time better is all about the braking. Um, a lot of people drive into the corners way too deep, and um, yeah, you just lose all your momentum and you know your corner speed lacks. And yeah, braking is definitely the hardest, most important part of a driving technique. Oh boy! Yeah, this, no, we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna get on TV, but I, I definitely think we could get on like Red Bull or Monster TV at one point in life. Um, that's every RC guy's dream. I, we don't have a product right now to put on RC. I mean, on television, we don't. We, RC is tough to put on TV, man. Yeah. It's not. It's not a viewer friendly. It's just the racing is not viewer friendly. I, I mean, I, I would argue that, but. Um, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Um, unless unless we move our races to three minutes long, it'll never be on TV. <laughs> I'll say that. Three minutes. Nobody wants to race three minutes. Um, if you want it on TV, it better be three minutes, not longer. That's just true. It's Everybody. Yeah. We can make it exciting sometimes, though. We just need to think outside the box. I don't know how. Yeah, shorten them down to three minutes and three more minutes. of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too short. Too short. Um, ESPN Ocho. <laughs> Tyrone wants to know, what are your thoughts on OCRC closing? Yeah, that's a huge stinking bummer. Um, that's a really big bummer. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of my only thoughts. Like it's, um, you know, as far as like business wise, I think it's really difficult for someone to open a track in that area unless you know which i kind of think robert was maybe even in this situation where he just needed like an income loss um you know and need you you have to have somebody that owns some other business that needs a big income loss basically to have a track out there i think in that area but i could be wrong that's kind of speculation on my part but i don't see how those types of lease bills can be paid by expensive. the racing. Yeah. yeah. But that's a huge hit out there. I'm I'm really, really bummed about that. Corey Merritt, is Tebow still in touch with Steve O'Donnell? No, sir. Wow. Thank goodness. <laughs> he says thank goodness. <laughs> um one guy was asking about uh here we go. I need one of those Tebow edition Maximas. I can never, I can never get my hands on one. Sell me one of your personal engines, Jared Tebow. I don't have that many personal engines, honestly. I think I have like four working engines to my name right now. Um, I don't really keep a big stash of them, but uh, yeah, those things go stinking fast. Um, I got thirty six of them like a month or so ago, and I think they all sold in like three days. That's insane. So uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to get another batch. I'm hoping to get another like it's kind of like 34 to 38 kind of fit in the box that they ship me. So um, I'm hoping to get somewhere kind of in that range again before the year is up. But uh, I get so many requests like, oh, let me know when your engines come in. It's like, man, my Facebook Messenger. Like I get so many messages. I can't I can't keep track of that stuff. So people just have to. Uh, 
have that PayPal ready. Yeah. Save much. 550 bucks if you want one. And as soon as you see that post message in, cause they go fast. Incredible. All right. A couple more questions here. What can I do? What can I do other than driving to gain more throttle control? Um, I mean, yeah, that, that's just kind of tough. Uh, I mean, driving is just kind of where it's, where it's at, unless you just like lack just kind of like finger movement skills. I mean, um, maybe you mean settings and could it be something in the radio too? Do you play of any of that stuff? Yeah, I personally don't really mess with a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they just, they're not like, I just don't, they're not really like capable to not pull full throttle. I mean, you know, you hear the throttles and it's just like bop, 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 bop all through the corners and stuff. And, you know, you have to be able to like, you know, move your finger slow and fast at different rates of speed and different like percentages and things like that. And, um, you know, the trigger finger is kind of a weird finger because even like video games and stuff, you don't really use that finger in that type of a movement. Um, you know, so driving's, driving's, you know, kind of key. There could maybe be like some hand exercise things and stuff like that. You know, I do think like I play, well, not really anymore. A long time ago, I played like motocross video games and stuff. And I actually thought that helped some just, I thought, I think like more with the nerves, mm-hmm. like, you know, making sure you don't make mistakes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Video games, you don't really get that same finger movement, but I think that's the biggest thing is people just can't move like different fingers at different rates of speed and different uh, like amounts. I've heard you on throttle and, this is um this is the best way I'm gonna imitate it. It's like, it's like I I can imagine what your fingers doing. Like it's like minute little. It's that's what I think you're yeah. doing. And I've, I've yeah, I have I have a really weird throttle finger too, which is weird because like that finger. So like my right hand moves a lot faster. Like I am very right hand um, heavy or whatever. Like I, I'm not ambidextrous at all. Like I'm retarded with my left hand. (laughs) And so really like my throttle finger is pretty slow seeming. And I drive, like I actually, I don't know where I, I drive with the trigger, like in my knuckle, Mm. like that first knuckle, like I'm not on the tip or anything. And, uh, that's what she said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, it, you know, I do have, like, a really fast, kind of like a fast blipping, but it's not like a burp, 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 burp. It's like the blip almost, like, changes sounds, too. I don't know. I have a unique throttle. I can hear it. when you. I can hear it. It's, I don't know. You and Fend have like very throttle. similar. You and I've, Oh, really? Yeah, I've listened to you both, and I, I just, every time you come across, there's no other car sounding like that, and it sounds just like this, like, this is if this is your throttle finger, it's so slight what you're doing. Like you're doing a bop, bop, bop yeah. like that, but it's just like like that. That's the best way I can describe it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh Yeah, I, I mean I'm very like I'm not at like neutral much and I'm not at full throttle very much. I'm just like a lot kind of in that middle, which I'm I'm an engine builder's nightmare. Um to make sure my bottom end cleans out. <laughs> you're a mid range driver then. Yeah. Okay. 
Got you. Um, we have a couple more questions. We're coming up on the hour and 30 minutes. We said we're going to do this for an hour and 30 minutes. I got to eat some of these. <laughs> these dude. I want to I stay on for that. We are. Right? Not, we, we need to get some more um, super chats in her. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to put, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I had one of these, right? These things came in some plastic bag. Not, I no, no warning signs, no nothing. I bought them off Amazon. Nothing, like no health thing, nothing. It's in some plastic bag. And I'm paddling in this. I had one. And these things are extremely, extremely sour. They're nice once you get past the sour part. Yeah. So I'm going to attempt to put, like. I love sour candies. Dude, these let's, uh, let's do one candy per 50 bucks that we can pick up. <laughs> what? You want to kill me? The last night of these guys nearly killed me. So, Dude, it's for a good cause. So yes. let's start so, picking up some money. Um, real quick, uh, culture. I want to shout out to this ki- this young racer because he's from Canada, and he went on to the Southern Nets, and I think he he did pretty good in the intermediate class. Oh, and, yeah, cool. he did. And, uh, yeah, I think there was a family from uh, Canada. They came into the techno techno room and kind of chatted. They passed the hat around and stuff. I'm not sure if that was the same same kid or not. I met him at RCGP. Very nice uh, young man, and his, his father really good people. Um, so shout out to him. <laughs> Excuse me. Anything All right. about Southern Nats track that I didn't like? Um, I don't know. That freaking track was awesome. I had a darn blast on that track. Um, I wish it got rougher. I don't know. After practice, I was like, oh, sweet, it's going to get rough, and then it just never did. So I kind of wish it would have got more bumps, but uh, that track was fun. It was – I actually, which I always make fun of people for this, I freaking – practice my e-buggy after racing was over really you yeah. didn't have enough you didn't have enough nope i did a little bit of testing afterwards yeah kyle says that uh you signed a hat for a local yeah yep uh cory wants to know what happened to you in the ifmar 2010 worlds in thailand do you remember he says you was in the hunt <laughs> do i remember yeah i've had uh <laughs> countless sleepless nights over that um yeah super unfortunate thing happened um there was a box of like mismatched aka tires that somehow got to the race and in our container and i we mounted what we thought were soft impacts and they turned out to be super soft impacts and yeah i was leading and like i don't know 15 minutes 20 minutes into the main my tires started going bald and that was that yeah. Oh. How many worlds have you done now? Too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A lot. Man, is I, I have to ask this. Would it would it be disappointing if you don't get one of those eight skill worlds? Nah, I don't think so. Okay, you're over it. Yeah, I mean not not over it, but right. I I'm not gonna like I've I've had a really good career. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let myself be upset over something like that and like ruin any part of what I have accomplished. So I'm pretty proud of what I've been able to do. And, you know, it'd be awesome to get an HGO worlds, but if I don't, you know, I'm, I just don't, that's not going to, it is the hardest race to win in RC. I think Um, it's, it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of on the day type of thing. And, 
it, it's a reason there's only been one person to win that two times, you know, and there has not been a person to win it two times since then because it's a very difficult race to win, and it, it's a lot of luck, a lot of luck involved, and that's why we need a series. But that's a that's a that's a rant for a whole another podcast. So Joe Bain is the owner of Blooming Prairies uh, RC up there in Minnesota. He's up there. I know Savage Joe goes up there. Joe Zaire a lot. So they had a paint the track pink. Uh, it was on the September 11th race. So basically you paid money and they painted a section of the track pink and they raised the money and all that money goes to cancer. I helped promote a little bit and I'm going to eat some of these candies because we did get some super chats. We got two super chats, not much, but um, if three. you guys, we got three. Okay. Yeah. We got from, from Trevor. Sorry. So uh, Tyrone says, thank you for your transparency. I thought that was a good chat as well. Very yeah, good. I was chat. super honest. That was uh that was pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Um, so the, here's what it is, guys. All this money that I'm going to eat these stupid things for and hurt my mouth because these things are going to rip the lining off my cheeks. I can feel it. That's how sour they are. Um, we got to raise some money for cancer. Nobody likes cancer. Screw cancer. Let's raise some money. Help these guys out. <clears throat> these guys have had this track now for about two years now. They're really into RC, and I like to see people doing things for charities. So um, if you don't want to send a super chat, uh, let me bring up the, <clears throat> the GoFundMe that they put up for this. The last time we did this, we raised quite a bit of money. I don't think we're going to raise that much today, but um, we're going to see me suffer for a little bit, and hopefully this doesn't make me sick like the um, hot, like, my blood pressure dude i did the the hot toe of satan challenge and then i had to get on blood pressure medicine afterwards probably because i'm too fat too and i'm getting old but it really sucked so i don't think we're gonna get any more super chats because nobody's gonna but hey let's go come on kevin let's get the people riled up how many do i have to eat right off the bat well you gotta put at least two and uh let's do like let's get at least a 50 bucks so we get a third or fourth come on yeah, let's get a super chat or let's get some money into the GoFundMe. This money all goes to charity. Come on, guys. I'm going to bring this out. Oh, this is going to suck. While uh, Keenan prepares to suffer a bit, oh. uh, we had a question, Jared. What uh, What are the first things you do when you get a track? So we had uh, Mark andre from uh, Cat ask, asking, uh, what's the first things you check uh, when uh, you get uh, on a new track on your cars? Like what settings? What, what's the first thing you check? Um, I'm not sure if you guys can hear me or see me. I don't know if it's my connection or whatever. You guys are cutting out a whole bunch. Um, We hear you and we see you. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can't really hear you guys, but, uh, I think you're asking, um, like car changes when I get to a track or are you asking like, what do I look for in the actual track? What settings do you change on your car when you get to a track? Oh, um, yeah, I, I kind of. I kind of have like a base that I stay pretty close to and um, I keep notes from every race that I go to. So like what tires I use for each run and, you know, setup changes and different things like that. So, you know, if I know I'm going to like a higher grip track, I'll kind of have like a base kind of higher grip setup. If I'm going to like a lower grip track, I'll kind of have a lower grip base, but they'll all be pretty close. And then, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of it's really just tires. Tires is, is pretty key, you know, making sure you're on the right compound, the right tread, 
Um, a lot of these indoor tracks, like the right tire sauce and stuff like that. So, uh, um, you know, if, if I'm going to a place I've never really been to, I just kind of like stick to my like middle of the ground base setup and uh, just kind of start there and see how it feels. Cool. Sweet. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> so we did get yeah, a super we got chat. 10 bucks. We got a super chat and then uh, Motorray69 says he said, Men straight to go fund can't be given YouTube part of the cut. I get that. That all works. Um, all right. So I have two. Uh, cho- you can do some questions here while we do it, right? So I have two of these here. I, th- that looks not so good. Yeah, right? but we got some money. You got to give the people what they need I know, and what they want. It. I'm going to do it right they now. They paid for it. Put a third one in. People paid for it, man. All right. I'll do four. There you go. Uh, <laughs> You know how, like, when you, your mouth under your tongue is starting to salivate? Like, when you know something's going to be really salt, like sour? That's how it feels right now. I'm, all right, so we're going to go in three, two, one. Do you got to chew them? Nice. Can you see this at least, Jaron? I can't even see it. No, it's not working on my end. I want to see hurting. it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> mm. I can hear, hear it a little bit. Sounds sour. Uh, oh. his, his face is saying it's pretty sour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my seeing god! Keenan, seeing seeing Keenan hurting is uh, unfortunately one of my good pastimes. Mm. Mm. There you go. It's all for a good cause, buddy. This stuff <laughs> is so sour. So sour. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. So sour. $20. Yeah. Thank you, more money, So I think, I think you need to put one more. Uh-uh. All right. Dude, these things are so sour. They made me cry. Uh. Hey Joe, uh, Der- Jared, do you have any uh, information on what's going on with uh, Team Orion, or you, do you know if they're going for a reboot or anything with that, or did you hear anything? Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything. I'm not too sure. <clears throat> oh my gosh! All right, so now yeah, the sour parts. I don't going. really talk to any of those guys over there anymore, and um, yeah, I'm I'm not really too sure. I thought they were kind of like. Ending Orion and doing the performer thing, but then um, just kind of through some of that like Macklin stuff, there's been comments like, oh, Orion's coming back and you should go to Orion and stuff. But yeah, I really don't know. Cool. All right. So the solo parts all oh, that was horrible. It went, oh, you see, my you gosh. didn't die. It went Did in my stomach. Die? It's going to be bad tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be really bad tomorrow. Is he there? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's hurting and he's complaining. Why but I'm just saying me? to him, "Did you die?" No, I'm here. I'm here. No, so you're good. It's not to the sweet part. So we're good, dude. These See? things are so sour. I I can't even tell you how sour they are. I I know tomorrow my cheeks right here and my tongue is gonna hurt. That's how sour. Hey, shout it is. out, uh, shout out to uh, Stephen Bess, uh, cancer survivor there. Good that uh, he was able to go He's through. Honest. Yeah, Stephen um, had um, 
Oh. There you go, Tony with Clinic RC four ninety nine. Thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh! So all these super chats will be going to donate it to um, Dunumin Prairie RC and the their cancer campaign. I don't know how much it is. I'll know when I finish this. Sorry. Um, these things are sweet now. All right, <laughs> I'm not eating no more. Though. I'm not eating no more because these were these were nasty. Uh, Stephen Bass, uh, uh, we had a great interview with him. That's a guy who was around a lot, got to see a lot of things as a magazine writer and whatnot. I got to take these out of my mouth. <laughs> That's a good thing you didn't see that, Jared. No, no. Um, so... We're at uh, an hour 40 minutes. I think it's yeah, time I think to that's, call pineapple. I think that's it too. Um, we raised some money for Blooming Prairie. We had a great chat with you, Jared. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can barely hear you guys. But uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I had a great time. I love talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, have me on a little bit more. Maybe we'll shoot for that once a month type thing. And um yeah, shoot the next one. Should hopefully have some uh, some cool JTP stuff going on. Yep. And uh, looking forward to next races. Got the U.S. Open coming up and then the AMS. And, uh, yeah, then trying to sort everything out for uh, for the new year. Are you uh, looking forward to the new, um, uh, I don't want to say layout, but um, racing format at uh, that race, race, AMS? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, you know, changing it up is kind of cool. Um, you know, I kind of like the race time, 30-minute races, so I'm kind of bummed that the main went to 45. But, um, you know, I, I think the qualifying with the top three consecutive is going to be kind of cool, and then, like, the Super Bowl for the grid I think is going to be fun. And, you know, I think I think – any change is, is good. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but at least they're trying to do something different. So Dave uh, listens. He yeah, listens. we'll, we'll see what the, how the cap goes. I mean, Southern Nats, it was odd. Um, you know, there was. Uh, he, he flipped, he, he dropped. I, he's probably going to say, oh uh, yeah, he is internet dropped. He's probably going to say there was supposed to be a cap and they went completely over it. Cause they had taken entrance and on that day as well. But um, what's up, Nitro Freak? You're late, dude. Um, th- oh, there you go. You're oh, back. Oh, he's back. You're back. Your internet is your internet, dude. Yeah, it must be my internet. Yeah. Well, yeah, Southern Nuts was capped. I hope it's not screwing up on your guys' end. No, it's fine. We're at the end of this anyway. We went, we went later than usual. Jared, I know you got to get back to your family, man. Thank you for your time. Um, Kevin and I will take this out. Um, hopefully we get you back on her maybe next month or after us open or something like that. We appreciate it. Good luck with, yeah. Uh, yeah, before, before AMS, let's, let's do it again. And sure. yeah, we should definitely be able to talk about a couple more products and maybe, uh, talk to drew and do some type of, uh, fun little contest or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's 375, but it was almost 550. It went from 375 <laughs> yeah. cap to a 550 cap in like 24 hours. All right. Well, you have a good evening, man. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your evening, dude. Sure. And yeah, he's uh, going. Thank you guys for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank All right, you. man. Good night. Good night. All right, guys. I think that's our show for tonight. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. Kevin, thank you for your time, and I greatly appreciate Pleasure, it. Pleasure, man. Um, thank you to everybody that donated. Uh, that's going to go to a good cause. I'm sorry it wasn't as funny as the 
uh, toe of Satan, but trust me, my mouth right now is swelling, swelling up. But that's a good thing. Um, it was for a good cause. I'll be all right. And it was good doing this again, man. We got to do it more often, probably once a month, twice a month. And um, hey, remember episode number 144 is dropping. It's five hours. I'm sorry, but we had a lot to talk about. And um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, man. Lots of new people in here. And um, it's good to see. What's up, David? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Good night, Ty. Night, Nitro Freak. Hey, Cole, keep up the good work, dude. And um, Kevin, thank you. Oh, Kevin, do you want to shout out anybody before we go? Hey, thank you for all the Canadian that uh, showed up. I know John and uh, starting to be late for a couple of guys. Appreciate everyone uh, showing up. Thanks, Lefty, for uh, inviting me on. Always a pleasure. And uh, let's do it uh, soon. Yeah, let's get Tebow up to Canada to race with you guys. We'll do yeah, that. for sure, man. Cool. Um, hey, guys, I wanted to say thank you to all of the No Name RC podcast listeners around the world. We greatly appreciate your support. We can't do it without you guys. I also want to say shout out and say thank you to all of the patrons of the Patri- of the NNRC. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> oh, boy. It's in my throat now. <coughs> Why did you put one more in your mouth, buddy? I was, it didn't have the sour part on it. it was a, anywho, um, I want to say thank you to you guys. You guys go the extra mile and you keep help keep these bills paid. So I can't, you know, thank you. Thank you for everything that you guys do, the patrons of the NNRC. Also, shout out to the awesome sponsors of this podcast. Remember, guys, showing the sponsors some love. Show us the podcast some love. And they are Mayako, Beach RC, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Techno RC, JQ Racing, Sun City RC Raceway, Lugs Racing Tires, Manscaped.com, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Northern RC, Racecraft USA, RCGP, and, of course, House of RC. Um... Thank you to Tebow for his time. And just thanks to everybody that hung out with us, man. It was a great evening. Thank you. And thank you to everybody that, that, that donated. Remember, Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding and sliding, you're going to race this weekend. Have fun. Send it without responsibility. Lefty and RC Kevin are out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron only giveaways also please follow us on facebook instagram and our website www.nnrcpodcast.com remember nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills if you aren't having fun it doesn't make sense and if you ain't grinding you're sliding lefty out Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.
Josh is so bad. <laughs> <laughs>